0: Welcome to the Headmasters Podcast. This is John DePoe, the Headmaster at Kingdom Preparatory Academy in Lubbock, Texas, welcoming you to our first episode of the new season, the new school year, 2023. Um, In today's episode, I am going to share with you an interview that I did with one of our graduates, Hope Scarborough, as we talk about Kingdom Preparatory Academy's Portrait of a Graduate. You're going to be hearing a lot of interviews from our alumni as they reflect on this portrait of a graduate and how it has influenced them or how they see the fruit of that showing up throughout their lives. And it's a great way for you to learn more about both what the portrait of a graduate is and then really what our students are saying they see in their own lives coming up. So how well we're hitting on some of these things I think is going to be apparent through that. Before we get to the interview, let me share few few announcements. Um, August 18 and 19, we have our freshman retreat. So the ninth graders are going to go off and do some fun things, bonding together and getting introduced to the School of Rhetoric that way. August 21, we have a new family dinner. Um, So brand new families will be invited for a meal up here um, with their um, mentor moms and families. And then we will also have shortly after that The House Induction Ceremony, which is for everybody. If you've not been to a house induction ceremony, you will want to come and see this important and meaningful tradition that KPA does. And then August 24th is a meeting for those going on the Grand Tour uh, in just a few weeks. So uh, the senior class is going on the Grand Tour, and we will meet at 1230. That's um, on the 24th. It's a brown bag kind of meeting, so bring your own lunch And then we go on the Grand Tour. Uh, We'll be out of town August 29th to September 9th. And then um, I get to do it all over again in the spring with the junior class. So um, Grand Tour is back on to Europe, and we're real excited to be taking two classes this year as we get back on track. All right, without further ado, let's jump into that interview and listen to what um, Hope Scarborough, class of 2023, has to say about the portrait of a graduate all right well i'm sitting down with one of our most recent graduates why don't you introduce yourself and um take it away
1: well i am hope scarborough i just graduated um in may i'm super excited to be here um i am attending texas tech in the fall um, pursuing a major in nutritional science and dietetics to hopefully be a registered dietitian. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited to yeah open this new chapter in my life.
0: So how long did you attend KPA? When did it start for you?
1: So I came first grade, which I don't even know what year that was, but I've been here for <laughs> first through 12, so 12 years now. Um, yeah, it's been...
0: And in your family, um, you are the middle of three Mm -hmm. children. So you have an older brother who has graduated, Mm -hmm. and you've got a younger sister who's coming up, and not too far she'll be walking walking that stage just like you did. Yeah. So um, that's kind of a unique experience as well. You've been here for the long haul, first to 12th grade, but also with um, your. it's been all in for your family, I know.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure.
0: Well, what I wanted to talk to you about and have you really share with people in our community is your experience as a graduate from KPA and how well uh, that has lined up with this uh, portrait of a graduate that we'll be focusing on, uh, especially in the upcoming year, but in the years to come. Um, And what I want to quickly do is just say the six outcomes that we are aiming for in our portrait of a graduate. And I'll uh, then ask if you would just kind of share what stood out to you from your experiences. Like, how how are we doing on these things and how are how do you feel going into college in that next stage of adult life um, with regard to these six points? So the first item is we desire for our graduates to be morally virtuous disciples of Jesus Christ. Um, Not just people that know the Lord, but those who are even feeling discipled and walking in their faith as a result of, at least in part of our school. Second, that we want our graduates to be intellectually virtuous lovers of the liberal arts. And we want those graduates to be uh, students who enjoy the learning process, who feel equipped to tackle intellectual challenges and to go on to uh, higher learning if that's their their desire and, and feel prepared and equipped third uh, we want our students to be flourishing members of families and friendships that at the school it's so unique what we're doing here um, in that you get almost half of your time back at home and so we we want that time not to be free time not just play time but it's time still together with family to build closer bonds and to know each other better and fourth we want our graduates to be winsome and eloquent Speakers and writers, Um, we do things like a senior thesis, we focus a lot on writing, I mean, from the young grades all the way through, um, speeches, debates, all those sorts of things. Um, Fifth, we desire to cultivate humble servant leaders, and these would be students who are equipped to lead, but also have a sense of of humility about where they've come from. They see God's grace and they're working so abundantly in their lives that it helps them to be empathetic and sympathize with others in a leadership role. And finally, uh, number six, to be informed advocates of the Western tradition, that we spend a lot of time thinking about our history, knowing where we came from, and understanding uh, a lot of the values that um, shape Western culture. Um, and so we want that to be a part of our graduates' outcomes here. So of those six things, Hope, how would you – let me just put the ball in your court, give you kind of a sandbox to play in and just say what what stands out to you and what would you like to share with others about how some of these traits have been cultivated in, in your experience at KPA.
1: Yeah, well, I see a lot of all of these qualities um, that I've learned how to do over the years, but I also see it in my my siblings who are okay. – either graduated or growing up mm. and I see it in my classmates who I just graduated with so it's been it's interesting to go over these and see how really without me even knowing about it since this is relatively new but I've I've learned how to do these things um, and I can do them pretty confidently but I think the the one that stands out to me the most that I'm most grateful for is the flourishing members of families mm. and friendships because from a young age I was able to learn In the classroom, I started with Mrs. Brown in first grade, so that was great to have her, but then to learn alongside my brother and my sister and to have my mom teach and just be able to spend half that time at home, and that really has created in my family a bond between... My mom and my sister and my brother and I and even my dad. I mean, though he worked most of the time, like he still was able to learn with us and read us books and mm-hmm. learn history with us. So I think that one is the one that I've seen um, really kind of solidify in my family um, as the years have gone on, and I'm super thankful for that because I can look at where in in the public school system you don't have as many opportunities to be at home and learn with your mm-hmm. parents, and that. Um, I'm thankful to have had that opportunity to be able to sit down and, and learn because, like, I'm learning, but my, my mom was like, I feel like I've gotten a whole education, mm-hmm. too, because she's super involved in what we're doing and getting to learn that with us.
0: That's uh, one of those things, like you said, the number of just hours in a week a typical student spends in school is by far the biggest amount of time, and so what KPA does is we cut that time kind of in half, and we give that back so that parents and and their children have time together. And I hear this all the time from parents that they know their own children better, that they know what they're learning. And as you pointed out, the parents—I mean, the the parents get a free education along the way. And I always hear this from our parents about how much they learned in the process. Uh, so uh, um, I think that's a really cool part of of all this, and it just pulls everyone together because of being on task for doing something with purpose. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I definitely hear what you're saying and that resonates with a lot of, a lot of our, our families.
1: Yeah. I think another one that, um, really I can see all of these and I could talk about all of them for a long time, but, um, the morally virtuous disciples of Jesus Christ, um, mm. being a Christian school and a classical Christian school, this is something that, um, I feel like is really like, I don't know quite the right word. Um, like sought after, and it's it's been great to have opportunities to deepen my faith and read the Bible and do this alongside my peers in the classroom and at home with assignments and um, projects. So it's been it's great to have teachers who are pushing you to be mm-hmm. a morally virtuous disciple of Jesus Christ, and also be able to learn how to do that myself. So I'm like learning mm-hmm. in two different ways, but Kpa is really they're good about encouraging that in us and creating discussions whether that's in history or English really tying in our curriculum with whether or not it would agree with the Bible and mm-hmm. pushing us to understand that um, and and discuss it and challenge it and make sure we're we're um, viewing it through a lens that's biblical but also making sure that not everything we're listening to is like, or hearing is like fact checking it like we're right. citing our sources and making sure what we're taking in is factually correct and biblical
0: so yeah and and I like once again that you highlight not only do we have discipleship classes but this is really something we're trying to do in all the classes it's not just we don't want to silo off you know teaching the bible to a single class and then treat all the other classes like it's just you know, what you would get at a, at a secular school. Um, we really want you to engage with math, history, science, foreign languages, uh, English, all those things um, in a Christian way and have our teachers kind of push you to, to see it that way and to challenge you and to point out assumptions and, and, and all of the, the things that I, that I hear you saying. So, And to do it, I think, in a what you're describing as a, actually kind of a deep and rigorous way, not just a little Bible verse at the top of the, the quiz, but mm-hmm. to really discuss issues that have to do with um, the worldview and the, the beliefs and the things going on in it.
1: Yeah. Um, the The next one I kind of want to touch on is the intellectually virtuous lovers of the liberal arts. Mm-hmm. and that one for me kind of connects into the winsome and eloquent speakers and writers, because, you know, learning to love learning is something that I, I personally love learning. I like learning new things Mm -hmm. and digging deeper into subjects I may not know about. And I think that's something I'm really excited for, for college, just to be able to kind of focus in on one subject and really learn how it works and how it'll apply to me and everyone else. So I think that, um, in classes like philosophy and rhetoric and logic, just knowing um, the like little tips and tricks to help you really engage in material and not shy away from it, like you said, but really to embrace new things and new challenges. Um, that those classes have really equipped me to do that and be confident in doing that. And this how how it ties into the winsome and eloquent eloquent speakers and writers for me is that. Um, like you said, we do a lot of speaking and speeches and presentations from an early age. And that, that is another thing that I'm really grateful for because like, I remember getting up in first grade, dressing Mm -hmm. up as Pocahontas and like (laughs) speaking in front of my whole class and their parents about her and what she did. And I think that that's something that not a lot of kids have an opportunity to do. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I feel confident speaking and I see like from where I started to delivering a senior thesis a couple Mm -hmm. of months ago is like it's, it's really, like, I would say it's impressive for me to see other people, and I'm impressed with myself mm-hmm. and, and, like, um, proud of what I've done just because, like, it it's hard work, and it's it's yeah. not always easy to, to stand up and write a speech and then present it in front of a bunch of people, whether you know them or not, mm-hmm. and so we- I think... We often
0: find in surveys that people are more afraid of public speaking than they are of death, which means Mm -hmm. that at a funeral, most people would rather be the person in the coffin than up on the stage talking. And it's amazing to see all of our seniors deliver such strong senior thesis presentations uh, with confidence, well-spoken, good research um, on difficult issues. And so that is always encouraging to me to see that. When I see the first graders doing their heroes of faith, or sorry, the great American heroes in first grade, and then the second graders giving their speeches on heroes of faith, I'm always thinking, I can't wait to see that child um, as a senior giving their thesis. I can mm-hmm. almost picture it. Yeah. The um, Real fast, how was your senior thesis experience? How-
1: um, I personally loved the process. Yeah. I feel like it was important for me to pick a subject that I was really... Uh, into and interested in and I feel like I did that and it would made it really easy to kind of dig into the material and do research and create an argument that I was proud of and really wanted to present um I really enjoyed it
0: and I mean so you talked about some of the critical problems with the Enneagram so Mm -hmm. I know that that's real popular among people so if you're wanting if you're wanting a more critical perspective you should definitely talked to hope about that, that she, I I loved her thesis. It was really well prepared and put together. So, um, I learned a lot of things in the process as I always do from our seniors. So that was great. Um, anything, what else stands out to you? Anything else you want to move to?
1: Um, let's see. I feel like, um, like the humble servant leaders, I'll touch on that. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a lot of opportunities here to develop leadership skills. Um, I think that that's, it starts in high school with the house system and student ambassadors. There's opportunities to apply and mm-hmm. see if you fit in with uh, a leadership role or talk and interview with people to see how they think you mm-hmm. fit in. Um, so I think that engaging in that early on and being proactive about, let me see what I can do mm-hmm. to um, to humbly lead, lead others. And I think that... Um, part of the humble leadership that um, is cultivated in our community is because of the flourishing members of family and friendships. Mm-hmm. Like I genuinely like love the people that I get to work with and I want others to feel the same way. And that's the bittersweet part of graduating is that there's so many people that I'm like, I'm not going to get to see them as often mm-hmm. whether they were in my house of Liddell or they were mm-hmm. in a different class. Like, I'm getting to work with them and whether it's a, like service team or house tenant, house head, like there's mm-hmm. opportunities to serve and through that service and serving humbly, the relationships that you build are really incredible and I'm super thankful for them.
0: Yeah. Um. One thing on on the servant leadership I was going to ask you about is that I know you participated in athletics. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you feel like athletics helped you develop any leadership? Was that an avenue for you to, to, or really any of these areas, grow in your faith, practice things you wouldn't Mm -hmm. have done? Um, Just if you could real quick give a a plug for your experience in our athletic programs.
1: Yeah, I think um, this last year was the most formative for me, just being a senior Mm -hmm. in working with the other seniors to kind of build up uh it was kind of a building year for our volleyball program but we really um worked together to um cultivate a culture of just like loving girls mm-hmm. and like we're there for you whether you're doing good or you're doing bad and we want you to be willing to open up and talk and tell us how you feel and what you need and I think that that was something that I had it's, it's not always easy for me to just like – that's that's not easy for me. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was a good learning opportunity to like be empathetic and compassionate and not looking about like mm-hmm. how are we going to win this next game but being like what do you all need mm-hmm. so that we can be better as a team. Um, and uh, we had a great season. Whether yeah. we won a lot or lost a lot, like we – um, as seniors, we really felt like we created the culture that we wanted to, and I hope the younger mm-hmm. kids would say the same. Um, but sport sports can be a, a – you can either make it really easy or really hard for yourself, and I feel like learning to lead by example and to be the leader that you want others to grow up to be is really important.
0: Maybe my, my final question, you're almost kind of moving into that naturally, is uh, any final word of advice you might give to – a younger student in the school, what anything you might want to recommend or, or give them if they're, uh, you know, you know how hard it is. You know that it's yeah. time consuming. You know that there's a lot of work involved. What advice would you give to a student at KPA?
1: Uh, academically, I would say, like, work hard because being lazy and slacking off is not going to help you in the long mm-hmm. run. Um, it's easier to do it well the first time and not have to do it a second time and then... Mm-hmm you know, waste some of your time. So I'd say really focus in and do well, work hard because it really will help. Um, Friendship wise and community wise, I'd say just say yes. When opportunities are posed at you, say yes. Whether you want to go or not, saying yes isn't going to hurt you. Um, And it really helps connect you to the people around you, to your school, to events. Um, And I think that that was also something I had to learn how to do. Um, And it's not always easy whenever something's intimidating, but just to be like, you know what? I'm going to try it. I'm going to give it a go and see how I like it. And I think that that can really bring
0: about a lot of fruit in your life. Well, Hope, that is excellent advice. Thank you for, uh, well, congratulations on graduating and good luck on the next stage of life at Texas Tech and wherever else God takes you.
1: Thank you very much.
0: That's a wrap for this episode. I hope you enjoyed hearing from our graduate and learning a little more about our portrait of a graduate. Don't forget about our announcements that we have our freshman retreat, August 18th and 19th. We have our new family dinner, August 21, followed by the house induction ceremony that same night. And then August 24th, we've got a grand tour meeting. And then everybody who's going on this senior grand tour is going to be going on August 29th to September 9th. Pray for us and I'll catch you next episode. Thank you so much.